This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? Today we want to talk about writing books and making them bestsellers. Now, good timing. Good timing for this topic because guess what? This baby is out for pre-order on Amazon content performance culture, creating content that drives results. It is available for pre-order. comes out in early August. Let me tell you, if you guys need deadlines, that's a deadline to put a book out for pre-order because now it has to be done when that, um, when that date approaches. This is really volume two of the previous version that was written a couple years ago. Of course, a lot of things have indeed changed when it comes to content performance. How do we get stuff to perform and drive results? However, those results might look. On today's show, we have Alan Violet. She helps, she helps creative visionaries increase their influence by creating and then launching number one best-selling book. So I want to hear what she has to offer, what are her tips, and how do I get this new book to become a bestseller? Welcome to the show. Give me a fist bump right there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Living, living the dream. So tell us about, first of all, why should people write books? And certainly I'm, I'm a believer in that concept. I mean, I got a new book coming out every one to two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they get the number one and sometimes they don't get quite as high. It always depends on the competition too. Who else is launching at that time? Uh, but but tell us about why is this a good strategy and, and for whom? It's a great strategy. And there are a lot of reasons for that. One of the things is that if you think about it, as you just said, so much of internet marketing changes so quickly, but guess what? We're still reading books that people wrote hundreds of years ago. So uh, it's not going to go anywhere. And so it's really a lasting legacy. So that's one big reason. Another big reason is that people who have a book make more money. Uh, I was recently talking to a colleague of mine and she was telling a story about how she had been invited to speak And this other woman was speaking there as well. And she was a brand new speaker. And so the other woman got paid more. And she said it was because the woman had a book, but the woman didn't make any sales from the stage. And my colleague friend like did great. So even though she had the chops to do it, she didn't get paid as well because she didn't have the book. So that's really important. Another thing is, is um, authority and credibility. So there's a book that I love. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And Gary Keller is the head of Keller Williams Realty, which is one of the top realty companies in America. And he was at the point where he wasn't getting the um, accolades from his community, from, from his niche, and the top people in there. 
And so he decided to go to his, um, his, what am I trying to say? Uh, trying to go to his people and say, okay, what, what can we do to get me where I'm trying to go? And he said, come up with a hundred things. So they came up with a hundred things. And then he said, okay, let's whittle it down to the top 10. So they whittled it down to the top 10. And then he said, okay, what's the one thing that we could do that could change everything? And they said, write a book. And so that's what he did. He wrote a book and that book became a million dollar seller. And it, and it, I think, or it's, it sold a million copies. And from there he created a whole series and he became number one in the industry. So, I mean, the power of books is just, it's so powerful. Um, people just see you differently. And 81% of people want to write a book, less than one to 2% ever will. And what really boggled my mind was when the next statistic, which was 3% of those finish. So 3% of one to 2% ever finish. So, you know, if you're online, it may feel like everybody's got a book. Trust me, everybody doesn't have a book. I mean, no doubt, but it, it, certainly it does feel like it sometimes. It's kind of like the LinkedIn mm-hmm. phenomenon right now. It's yeah. like, it feels like everybody is having, getting a new job. I mean, I mm-hmm. see posts every day, all day long. I'm so excited to blah, blah, blah. I'm so thankful, blah, 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 for leaving this company after, um, you know, two years or whatever it might be. Um, so that's certainly interesting. Now, there is a certain level of influence, if you can say author, right? Absolutely. Uh, an and best-selling is even better. Yeah. Right. So how do you... Uh, so one of my books, so I did have a podcast episode actually mm-hmm. about why there's so many best-selling authors. And of course, on Amazon, um, you know, you can be a best, you can be a number one author in a category. And maybe there mm-hmm. were, I don't know, you know, 20 new books recently and you're number one of the 20. I, as a marketer, I'm still going to claim that's number one best-selling. Is mm-hmm. that the quickest way to success or, or what, how do you talk about number one best-selling authors? Well, the way I talk about it is that the the main thing is, is that p- most people don't think about it until after they've written their book. And I have a program, it's called the three-day bestseller program. And the reason that I call it that is because when you set your book up from the moment you decide to write a book, that you want it to be a bestseller, there are things that you can do to help to ensure that it is going to be a bestseller. But before we talk about that, let's talk about, you know, what is a bestseller? So there's a New York Times bestseller. There's a USA bestseller. There's an Amazon bestseller. How, what kind of bestseller you can be really depends on how big your reach is. It's, it's numbers. It's that simple. So the question is, how are you going to get to enough people to get what you want out of a, you know, out of your launch? So that's really what that comes to. But as far as what needs to be done Unfortunately, I see too many people who just say, you want to write a book, just start writing, or you want to write a book, do a brain dump, or, you know, this kind of stuff. No, do marketing research, find out what your audience wants, like, what are they hungry for? Like, people buy what they want. So you have to give them what they want. And there's a a wonderful story that I love about this. I along, it wasn't that long ago, but a while ago, I was watching, it was, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Undercover Boss. Yep, you bet. Yeah, With well, the weird other, wigs. Yeah, and other, there's one undercover billionaire, I think it's oh. called. 
And what they did was they took a billionaire and they put him in a, a, a city that he didn't know anybody. They gave him a hundred bucks and said, you have to build a million dollar business in 90 days. And so the first thing he did was he, we were starting to run out of money. You know, he had to pay for a place to, to live and eat. And so he went to the junkyard, he bought some stuff and he put it on Craigslist and it didn't sell. And he started to panic because he was running out of money. And all of a sudden the light bulb went off his head and he went, oh my God, the first rule of business is you have to sell people what they want to buy, right? So mm-hmm. he so he went back and did some research, found out what they wanted to buy. And he had actually gone to this junkyard the first time. So he went back to the junkyard and now he bought what was already selling. And then he started making money. And then he was able to turn it around and eventually got it to a million dollars. But the point is, is that you, it doesn't matter who you are. And it, and it also shows that no matter how long you've been doing this, sometimes people still get panicked or they still get frozen. They still forget the basics of how you make money. So what's interesting about that story, certainly, I mean, first of all, this person still succeeded after all, mm-hmm. uh, but you do have to talk to your customers. And that's, you know, a couple of different ways. First of all, shout out to VoxPopMe.com. Check that out. Market research platform. You can do um, asynchronous video surveys with uh, with consumers and you can just ask them, hey, would you do this? Would you buy this? What do you think about this? Do you like social media ads? Whatever the topic might be. The other tool that I use is uh, I go on, uh, I just do research, you know, like mm-hmm. even when I name my books, what is the topic that there's nothing out there about that topic yet or nothing quite like it? I'll give you an example. When I wrote Going Live, um, not very many people searched for how do you live stream? But a lot of people search for how do you build a podcast? And it really was an extension of that. So I tied it into what those people that were trying to launch a podcast were trying to do. So you kind of have to do that. Now, why is it because, why is it that people don't think about this at the beginning? Is it because writing, by the way, so so content performance culture is about 50,000 words. That is a load of work to get that writing done. How in the world can I find time to focus on anything else other than the writing? Alan, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first thing is there's some very simple things that you can do when you start writing a book. And why people don't think about it first, I I can't tell you. I don't know why. I I think, I mean, if I think back to my journey, I'd have to say it's just ignorance. I mean, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. So when I started writing my first book, I was just focused on the fact that I wanted to write a book because um, I won't go through the whole story, but I was only 48 and I almost died. And I was one of those people who thought, oh, I'll write a book someday. And all of a sudden it was like, crap, you know, I don't know how much time I have. And I had to fight like hell to keep living. So at that point, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to write a book. So that was my focus. But as I said, I didn't understand that it's not write it and they will come, that you have to have marketing right alongside with writing your book if you want to make it successful. And so I was lucky that I had good mentors. Um, I was, I've always been a lifetime learner, but when I got online, I started doing research. I started looking around and there was a course called Teleseminar Secrets. That was like the course at the time. And it was taught by Alex Mandosian. And he said, it's not 
you know, you, it's not what's in the book. Uh, it's not the book that's going to sell. It's teaching what's in the book. And then I also had another mentor who was Jim Edwards, who I actually wrote Sell More Ebooks with. And his thing was, if you want to be successful, be a marketer first and a writer second. And so because I took Alex's class, Alex uh, challenged us to do uh, what's now called a summit. In those days, we called it, I called it an expo. And so because I was doing that, I invited um, Jim on. And because of that, I got to get that great advice from him. So uh, I would never have had the success that I've had without Alex Mendocian and Jim Edwards. So that showed me that that's what you have to do. And so then I went on that journey. But so many times people come to me and I have to educate them and explain to them that they have to market and they have to understand that if they want the book to sell, they have to write something people want and they have to set it up right. And you made a, a good point a while ago that I wanted to touch on, which is one of the things that I end up working on with people is we go into Kindle and we do the research and we look at what other books are there mm -hmm. and how is yours going to be different? How is yours going to stand out? And that's exactly what you were talking about. It's, it's tweaking it so that it speaks to the audience, but also that it speaks to that it's a little bit different than what everybody else is doing, but it's still in the niche. So you're not so far out that you, that you can't um, get the people that are already looking but it's not so far in that you just get lost in the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially on Amazon, uh, look at the categories that are available for those niches. You know, I looked at mm -hmm. that the other day um, and certainly there's not an endless list of, I mean, it sometimes feels like an endless list of categories, but it's really not when you mm -hmm. really boil it down and look, okay, it's a business book. Here's where it goes, blah, blah, blah. Like at some point, you know, you can't go any deeper now. Ellen, the one thing that hurts me just a little bit when you mention you have to be a marketer, and certainly, you know, I'm yeah. a marketer on, on more on the, the content side, but at the end of the day, it's for marketing purposes. Mm -hmm. And it hurts me when I see good marketers' books rise the charts and be on lists, the top 10 books of one topic or another. And I read the book. And yeah. it sucks. It's <laughs> horrible. It shouldn't be on the top 10. It shouldn't be on the top 1,000, the top 50 million. It shouldn't even be a book. And don't get me wrong. My books aren't perfect either. But I know the reason they got there is because they're really good marketers. Yeah. Now, how do, exactly. we, how do we combine that together? Or does it, does it make any difference? I mean, at some point, if a lot of people read your books and they all say it stinks, it, I, certainly it's going to hurt your brand, I'm guessing. It is, go, it is going to hurt your brand. And uh, I have a very dear friend who had the opportunity to write a book with a top marketer and it got panned. You know, the book got panned, but she can still use it to say that she wrote a book with this famous person. So, you know, in that sense for her, it worked. But yeah, when you write a book. What happened you, to the book? It got really bad reviews. Oh, got really bad reviews. Yeah, God, and then it stopped selling. Happened. It stopped selling, yeah. Yeah, but it still helped her. So, um, yeah, so that's one thing. But um, as one of my mentors likes to say, most people don't read the book. So if you have a great title and a great cover, a lot of times that's all you need. Unfortunately, for people like us who care about content, that's not enough. But um, over the long run, 
if you do that, it is going to hurt your reputation. It is going to hurt your brand. It's not going to help you in the long run. So we want to write books that make a bigger impact. We want to write books that help a lot of people. We want to write books that make us more money. And to do that, as I said, you know, you have to know what your audience wants. And then you've got to write a good outline, like be really clear. If you don't have clarity, your book is not going to do well. It's not going to read well. Uh, it's going to be kind of a mess. So if you spend a lot of time on the outline, you're going to write your book a lot faster and it's going to be a lot better. Another thing is, is when is the right time to write your book? So I had somebody come to me recently who wanted to pay me to write his book. I mean, to help him write his book. And I was like, I, I don't think you should write a book right now because he hadn't worked with clients yet. He was just getting started with a business coach. He didn't have a process yet. He didn't have testimonials. And so I said to him, in that sense, I think you're better off to wait. That doesn't mean that there aren't times where you could write a book right in the beginning. Like if you were looking for a lead magnet to get you started, you could write a book for that. But in that case, I would make it a lot shorter. Um, I wouldn't put, you know, tons and tons of energy into it. I would find one thing that people want to know, write about that. And uh, again, get a great title and a great cover. Yeah, it's interesting, the timing. Uh, certainly, you know, my first book came out at an interesting time. And then the last year, um, or I guess two years ago, when the first version of this content performance culture book came out, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I was supposed to, you know, go on um, almost a book tour, right? Mm -hmm. Speak at a conference in Hamburg and Madrid, you know, other places in the United States. And and guess what? COVID had other ideas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people still read it and, and, and whatnot. So it kind of makes you reevaluate. Uh, what your strategy is. Now, uh, when you say more money, do you mean direct sales or indirect sales? So for example, on my my first book, you know, it sold relatively well, but it, it, I wouldn't say it made me a millionaire or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly there were speaking engagements, there were other things that were, I couldn't tell you what percentage they right. should have been credited to the book, but there certainly was a percentage that mm -hmm. should be credited to the book. Well, I'll tell you, I once was a guest on Guerrilla Marketing with Jay Conrad Levinson, and he said that he made $36,000 from his book and $964,000 from the other opportunities like the things that you just mentioned. So, yes, you can make a lot more money from your book by having a book, but not directly from the book. Now, it, it goes back to, though, what I was saying before, how much money you make from the actual book depends on your reach. It depends on how you market. If you're doing a bestseller launch, you can do a bestseller launch that's so simple. There are announcement sites that will announce your book. Uh, if you're giving it away for free or if it's 99 cents, that sort of thing. And um, when we've done bestseller launches, we also put them in all of the best groups and all that. That's one of the ways that we get all of our clients to number one. But you can also do an event with it. You can also do bonuses and grow your email list with it. Uh, you can do, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads. So, I mean, it depends on what your budget is, how big you can go is going to dictate how much you can sell. Now, the other thing is, I thought this was really interesting. People who are making six figures from writing books have an average of 28 books. So that's a lot of books. But if yeah. that's what if that's what you want to do is make money from the books, 
write a lot of books. You know, what's interesting about that, too, is first of all, I want to uh, applaud you for for calling a launch a bestseller launch. And I'm going to take that terminology up here when I launch my book. It's not just a book launch. It's right. going to be a bestseller launch. So it kind of uh, it's like every team should, you know, call their season. This is our championship season mm-hmm. or championship mm-hmm. preparation or whatever it might be. Very interesting. Uh, you kind of set the expectations to a degree. Right. Now, um, talk about your uh, some of your tips that you offer people i know you mentioned some but before you do that uh you mentioned that workshop earlier tell us about that really briefly how do people sign up where do they find it what's the cost is it you know what's the format i guess the three-day bestseller program it's a program that i have actually been teaching since 2004 but i was teaching it as a boot camp and we're now making it so that people can come in at any time And so that program uh, is six modules, and there are three Q&As a month. There are two masterminds a month, one for titles, one for um, Kindle, you know, writing your back cover and your Kindle description. And uh, templates, checklists, Facebook group, all of that. And if anybody is interested in that, they can send me an email at ellen at booksopendoors.com because we are just finishing up the sales page now. We will be starting in June. And the cost for that is $5,500 and $5,000 if it's paid in full. Fantastic. And it's it sounds like it's basically a, um, uh, whatever you call it, um, on your own time kind of thing, right? It's Six a, months. Well, here's the thing. The actual process that I teach is something I developed to write the actual book in three days. But but it's the setup that, you know, usually takes people more time. They've got to, if they aren't really clear on who their ideal market is, if they aren't really clear on what problem they solve, if they aren't really clear on how to talk to their audience, those are the things that have to be set up first. That's what takes the time. The way that I teach the writing, the writing is the easy part. The writing is the easy part, even though sometimes it certainly doesn't feel that way. You know, it's yeah. interesting. You keep mentioning um, you need to figure out who you're who you're writing for, who is your mm-hmm. audience, who is, mm-hmm. you know, who is the, the, the reader. And I, I just I wonder sometimes how do people write anything if they don't have that picture, you know, in mind? Crystal Carter, she runs SEO communications over at Wix mm-hmm. and she was on the, the Real Talk, the Customer Insights show. And she was writing about golf and she says, I don't know anything about golf, but my friend is a golfer. So every time I write anything, I would say, would he care about that? I'm writing to to him. Um, So, again, if if we don't know who we're trying to go after, um, who we're trying to reach. um, Right. Well, sometimes let me just say something about that. Sometimes people are reaching the wrong audience, too. Uh, Uh, I have a client right now and she's brilliant at what she does, but her VA was going and getting her all these sales calls. And when I saw who these people were, they were not her ideal audience. And at the same time, what was happening was the people that she was getting were people who were struggling. And so they all had to be on payment plans and then she wasn't making enough per month. So that sent her into being in struggling mode. And so what I had to do with her was we immediately raised her prices and I showed her how she was marketing to the wrong people and how she needed to change her mindset about who her ideal clients were. And that's going to help her write her book better too, because now she knows who she's talking to and she's talking to the people that she does want to go on in her program. 
It's interesting too when you mention prices. I mean, certainly, you know, it, somebody once said, if you want to make a hundred thousand a year, you either need one one hundred thousand client, or you need four twenty five thousand, or two fifty thousand, right. or a hundred one thousand mm-hmm. dollar clients. Um, so it's interesting too. Like, how do you set the pricing? I mean, I know. Uh, I see some really expensive books out there and I'm like, they're kind of interesting, but I don't necessarily want to gamble to even see if it's a good book. And then, you know, you see the 99 cent uh, Kindles, they're coming out. And especially now I usually do the um, the late prime day. So I mm-hmm. get all these credits back from Kindle for Kindle mm-hmm. purchases. So I don't even have to pay for the books. Mm-hmm. Very low risk, right? For me. So how do you determine what's the right pricing for your book? Does that impact if you can rise to number one? Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, when you're launching, I'm noticing what most people are doing right now is doing a 99 cent launch yeah. for, for the ebook. But that's just for the launch. And then now uh, the pricing has really changed. When we first started with Kindle, there were mostly $299, $399. Now I see a lot of the publishers are making the Kindle more expensive than the print, which is kind of crazy because it doesn't cost them anything. But the reason they're doing it is saying, oh, well, if they want it right now, let them pay more for it. So they've just changed their thinking about how to do it. So, you know, it just depends how you want to do it. And also there are people who just do the 99 cent on the ebook and they don't even launch the the print book at uh, the print book at the same time and i think that's crazy because i know people in my generation would much rather usually have a book than a kindle and so then what happens is if you've only got the kindle out there and you're spending all this time energy and money on launching and now i can't get the book then i'm going to forget about it and then when your book comes out, it's kind of anticlimactic. And by that time, you've talked yourself out of it. So I think people actually lose sales when they do that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And certainly, I, I mean, it's easy enough now on Amazon, especially to launch your your uh, paper bag. And now um, you can even do a hardcover, which I yeah. did for my Going Life book, yeah. really easily. I mean, I mm-hmm. did it, you know, just using the tools that I have available. Mm -hmm. Um, Really quickly, tell us again how people can connect with you. Uh, What's the website? Do you have, what's the website? The website is booksopendoors.com. And if they go there, they can pick up the Rockstar Authors Toolkit. There are some great checklists in there on the exact processes that we use for writing bestseller books, for writing bestseller titles, uh, Kindle Planner, and 21 Simple Strategies to Jumpstart Your Book Marketing Online. And then if they're interested in the course, in the program, they can just email me, Ellen, at Books Open Doors, and say three-day. Fantastic. Thank you, Ellen, for joining us. Really appreciate Thank you sharing you. your insights. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.